Hey, mama. So I don't know about you, but I have always struggled with striving for perfection. I have always held myself to unrealistic standards. And honestly, it's the high achiever in me. The thing is that striving for perfection is not healthy and it's exhausting trying to achieve something that just can't happen this side of heaven. And so in today's episode, I sit down to chat with Alicia Michelle about how to overcome perfectionism and really find healing as a mompreneur. This was such a therapeutic conversation for me and honestly, just an opportunity to be really vulnerable. And it was so freeing. You know, Alicia has such a gentle spirit and is so easy to talk to. So I know you're going to love hearing this conversation. Also, my sweet baby girl, Eden, woke up during the middle of our interview and she joined us. So you will most likely hear her at some point during this interview. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is the podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, Put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, we have a very special guest. I am sitting down to chat with Alicia Michelle, and we are going to be talking all about perfectionism. And I know this is something that many of us moms face, not just in our businesses, but just being a mom too. So Alicia, thank you so much for joining us on the show. If you can please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me today. This is a topic that um, is near and dear to my heart, so I'm glad for the opportunity to share more about it. Um, for those if we haven't met before, I'm Alicia Michelle. I am a mindset coach, specifically a Christian mindset coach for women. And I love helping women uncover what are those deep subconscious patterns that we've told ourselves, those mindsets that we've just repeated over and over that keep us stuck in things like perfectionism or needing to please others or just never feeling enough or feeling like I know truth like about what God says about me, but I don't feel it. So mm-hmm. I love using the brain science and the Bible together to help women find that freedom. Um, I do that through my podcast, which is The Christian Mindset Coach, and also through a It's a hybrid course that I teach called The Christian Mindset Makeover and one-on-one coaching. And then I'm also in the middle of writing my first book, which will be coming out in fall 2024. In terms of me as a just outside of all of that, I have been married for 22 years to my awesome husband. 
We live in Southern California. We have four children. They're a little on the other side of where you are, Andrea. My Mm -hmm. kids are 20, 18, 15, and 11. So we're deep in the throes of teendom, which is equally challenging as the toddler years. Just um, you're not running and chasing after, you know, diapers and stuff like that. It's just, it's very different letting go, trusting, listening. It's just a very different season that we're in, but it's still a good season. So that's where I'm at. So that is super exciting. I didn't know that you had four kids. um, And I love that you've been with your husband so long. Um, Yeah, you need that partnership, especially with raising kids. Um, And I I love your podcast um, for my audience. If you guys are struggling with anything mindset related, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend Alicia's podcast. She has such a way of breaking down different mindset obstacles. And her voice is so soothing, too. Um, (laughs) I honestly binged her podcast um, after my aunt passed away a few months ago. And like it really helped me through that tough season of... Mm -hmm just navigating grief as a mompreneur and everything. And so she has so many episodes. I highly, highly recommend her podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. So let's talk about perfectionism. So I know we all have our own definition, but I would love to hear from you. What is perfectionism? And I know you, you know, you talk a lot about like brain science and everything. So even if you can bring in that aspect in the definition, that would be great too. Yes. Perfectionism, like you said, I think we all can define it different ways. But for me, perfectionism is the desire, the unrealistic desire to not make any mistakes, to not ever get anything wrong, to appear as if everything is always all together before others and before ourselves, maybe even before God, to always have this appearance that this is we we got it nailed to to do it the first time to not have to experiment like that's a that's like a, a dirty word I would say to a perfectionist the idea of exploring and trying and experimenting that's very scary so it's this this idea that we just we are safe when we can get it right and when we can everything works the way we expect it to and the interesting I mean we could talk about lots of different aspects of brain science but the thing that pops out at me is usually we find that there is some sort of patterning happening inside of us that has made perfectionism or the desire to be perfect as a way to make us feel safe, to make us feel loved, to make us feel worthy. There is some typically, um, some way that we learned that, that that's how, what we need to do in order to accept those things. So we talk about, um, in coaching and in um, the Christian Mindset Makeover, we talk about the three big questions that our brain is always trying to answer for identity that a lot of these patterns get um, muddled around. And that is, am I loved? Am I worthy? And am I enough? How our brain has defined those questions is what we're really running from on a subconscious level. So we can say, God loves me. God doesn't expect me to be perfect. God knows I make mistakes. And then if we have this dialogue inside of us that's learned you're only good when you get it perfectly right, or you're not allowed to make a mistake, or you know, it's it's not okay. There's not that space or that grace to do that. Then there's this dissonance. We're gonna always work from what that subconscious pattern is versus what we logically tell ourselves. So I think a lot of us are stuck in that place where uh, especially as a mompreneur, man, we're trying to run a house, take care of these little amazing but very busy and draining people. And 
yet we're also trying to break ground in these other areas that God has called us to. And it is extremely frustrating because we're like, okay, God, I already have to spend all this energy doing this all day long with my kids, right? I'm just busy and and and, and figuring all that out. But I just, I need it to go right and to be perfect. I mean, that's at least how I felt and how it showed up for me as a young entrepreneur and working in my business when my kids were especially were young is I just don't want to make a mistake. But the thing with, with with perfectionism too that's interesting to consider is it's somehow serving a purpose because the brain is only going to repeat something that's helpful. So it's somehow allowing us to feel worthy, loved enough, or some other way. It's allowing us to feel secure. And so we have to figure out what messaging caused that and how can we let go of some of the things around there that caused that. And again, that's a whole other dis- discussion, but how can we change that and find healing around that so that we're not just yelling at ourselves, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect because that's not, that's bouncing off because the pattern inside is is saying, no, I do. That's what our subconscious mind has learned. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that how you would define perfectionism? Yeah. Like it has me thinking about myself. I know for me, especially when I really struggled in this area, it was that need for a sense of control. And so Mm -hmm. if I could control how my day went, if I can control all these environmental factors, when in reality, I have no control over that. But if I could try to control that, I would feel so much better. Um, And so that was something I really had to work through. So I feel like that definition you gave Mm. that perfectly sums up perfectionism. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The control aspect is really, is so much, I think, um, an issue in a lot of these mindset struggles that we have. Uh, When we keep peeling back the layers, it comes down to I want control. I want to know what's going to happen. I don't want to mess it up. I I don't want there to be second and third tries. I just want to get it right. Because like you said, we don't want the stress, but that's where we can partner with God. That's where God comes in. That's where we're, we have to trust Him and step into that, which that aspect also is an essential part of healing from it because we say, well, just trust God with it. Just Just believe that God loves you for who you are. And So one of the first things we do in coaching or in the Mindset Makeover is we look at what are the ways that we maybe have said those things, but we aren't necessarily believing them because we can't ask ourselves to trust God or to just believe something if there is some dissonance with God. There have been things that have happened where we're, you know, God, why did you allow that? Or why didn't you step in? If there's some kind of beef, like with us, with our husbands, so to speak, it's like, it's going to be really hard to step out and trust. And a lot of us are carrying around this stuff where we're just trying to tell ourselves, just believe, just trust. And we haven't dealt with what's underneath there. And that is what needs to happen so that we can really trust and let that healing happen that he wants to give us. Mm, That's good. That's really good. Um, So I know for me, when I was going through this, I really didn't realize it was, I was dealing with perfectionism. And so how does perfectionism show up in a mompreneur's life and in her business? Hmm. So it's interesting you asked that question because I was just talking to a client this morning who has a very, a very good career. She's got, you know, she went to school for a long time. She studied, she is, is not, it's not a career that she can necessarily do two hours a week. It's a very active kind of career. And she's, throughout the time we've been working together, I've been struggling with this idea of how do I, she struggles with perfectionism. It just as kind of her ba- baseline personality. 
how do I show up well as this career role and also as a mom? How do I do both? And um, what does that mean? And we talked about the expectations that what, what does God expect of you in this role? And what have the expectations that maybe you've put on yourself as part of this, that you've said, I have to blah, 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 blah. Like, what does the scripture say about how you are to show up as a mom for your kids? Um, And what do you know about the calling that he's given you and the confidence he's given you in that? And how can you in the moment decide, you know, not like, okay, I am here at work. And so I feel guilty because I can't do the thing to pick up my kid because she's sick or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But to know that I'm still 100% there, even though I am not physically there and I'm fulfilling God's call, I'm not allowing the traps of what I think I'm supposed to do to influence that. So I don't know if that necessarily answers what you're saying, but I feel like that's that ongoing dilemma that there's not a, there's not a black and white answer to this is what you need to do or be as women, how we're supposed to show up. And I think that's being challenged more and more. And it's in a good way. I think for a long time, we were just told like, your role is just this or just that. And we're like, okay, but I see talents in this area and this area and this area. And I feel God calling me to do all of these things. So how can I do all of them well without letting the baggage of my own expectations get in the way and and cloud that up? Because that's that's always what the enemy wants is just to separate us from God. He just wants, he knows we will not outwardly deny God and say, I don't believe in you, God. But if we, he can develop that guilt, if he can develop that separation of, I'm just never good enough for myself or for God or for anything, then that separation can happen where we may not go to God. So kind of a long answer, but that's um, just some thoughts I have on that and the kind of just something very fresh that happened this morning in a session. Yeah, yeah. I um, I started working with a parenting coach myself um, just because mm-hmm. having an infant and a toddler and navigating all of that just super overwhelming. Yes. And yes. one of the things that she's really been helping me with is reframing my mindset mm-hmm. and one, dealing with that guilt because a lot of people have said, well, why did you have them so close together? You know, mm-hmm. your son wasn't the baby long enough. And so she's really been working with me, one, reframing that like, well, it's look at it as it's not a bad thing. They get to mm-hmm. grow up close together. They have, mm-hmm. you know, each other to play with, you know, they're not so far apart in age. Right. And another thing we've been working on is reframing um, how I look at my parenting because I have a child development background and mm. a lot of what. I learned, you know, back when I was going through the master's program for child development, a lot of it is very rigid and like Mm -hmm. there's only one way to parent. Mm -hmm. And so just by shifting my perspective and really looking at things differently and looking at, well, how can I parent in a way that is good for me and for my kids that we enjoy, you know, especially the younger years, because it is a lot, especially when you're running a business and trying to do all the things. And so I think that's a big part of Mm. shifting from this perfectionism is stopping and looking at and getting out of the whole comparison thing, because that's so easy to fall into as a mom, as a business owner, wondering, am I doing Mm. this right? Am I doing all the things that I need to do? Am I checking off all of these boxes? And so I I think that 
that's really helped me in this season to shift things and start doing things differently and looking at things differently. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I think um, when you're saying how you were figuring out what will work for our family, what's going to work for me as a parent, as a mom, figuring that out with God and getting that established. And then when the temptation comes to see, well, how does she do that? How come she has that? I don't have that. Like, what have I not figured out? And that just, of course, feeds the perfectionist beast in us, right? So if we can get solid with this is the calling God has given me, and this is how I feel he's calling us to lead our children, and this is the, you know, any other work callings or whatever, like getting clear with God about who you are and your foundation it becomes, and, and checking in with him regularly, right? Like, am I still doing what you want me to do, right? Um, it becomes a lot easier to s- recognize when we're stepping out of that and when we're starting to compare and when other things are starting to dissuade it from what we need to really do. So that's, I think that's really wise to look at that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so... <laughs> So I know we've talked like about like how, you know, perfectionism shows up in a mompreneur's life and everything. Um, but what would you say causes a mom to feel the need to be perfect or strive for perfection? Hmm. Well, we had mentioned earlier about how the brain always is trying to have an answer to those three questions, worth, enough, and love. And so a lot of times that perfectionism side is meeting one of those needs. It's allowing us to feel like we're worthy to ourselves or to someone else or to God or per, or enough or we're loved. And so um, those patterns are often developed earlier or usually around from a subconscious brain standpoint, typically they're developed like nine to 13. But some of us just along with that have a natural bent to criticize ourselves. Uh, we're maybe a little more anxious. We may be a little more driven. And with that can come these kind of perfectionist tendencies. So there's lots of different ways how it can get there. Uh, the good news is, is that no matter where we are on that process, that it's not something that we can necessarily be cured of. I don't, think, I don't believe. I think that we can have massive healing in that's been my story. That's the story I've seen in clients is a lot of great healing. But I think we have to always be aware of how is it showing up right now in my life? What is it? How is it just peeking itself through in a, new, in a tricky new way? And um, so being aware of, oh, here it is again, you know, okay, I see what that's what that's trying to do and how it's manifesting itself. And that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up because it's not going to necessarily ever just vanish. It's just kind of part of my character and how I'm built, but I don't have to let it live my life. I don't have to let it drive me, but I don't want to live under the delusion that I can get rid of it. And again, that's just like more baggage for the perfectionist. Like, well, then I can't even get rid of this. What's wrong with me? I'm so not perfect. You know, it's this ongoing cycle. So um, being realistic that it's in some ways, it's an opportunity to be dependent. It's an opportunity to be dependent and for God to keep speaking to us and to keep sharing us. And he is gracious in how he speaks about that. He's not yelling at us because we're stuck in a pattern again. He's just there to help us see what it is and to give us a way to get back to center and what the truth is. So as long as we're in these bodies, um, we're never going to be perfectly cured of anything, even though he offers great healing in the process. Yes, yes, I agree. It always makes me think of 
in the Bible with Paul, how he says he has the thorn in the flesh. And I feel like for moms, perfectionism is probably that thorn in the flesh for us. Mm. Yeah. So it's something you have to be, you know, like you said, mindful of and just every day, like being on the lookout for it and having certain things in place to kind of guard ourselves or when we feel us going down that rabbit hole of perfectionism, you know, being able to reel ourselves back out, you know? Yeah. um, And specifically for moms, I think something came to mind as you were speaking about um, the thing with being a mom is that we can do what we feel God is calling us to do to encourage our kids, to love them, to share Jesus with them, to raise good humans, so to speak. At the end of the day, they have a choice on how they're going to turn out, how they want to live, how they want to absorb that. And that is a really hard pill for a perfectionist mom to swallow because we want guarantees. We want A plus B to always equal C. And there's a wild card in there. And that's a whole other person, Mm -hmm. how they're going to respond to what we give them. So it can be very humbling sometimes in parenting through different seasons, just of like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. I thought I gave my best. I mean, obviously it's imperfect, but why did that child respond that way or not respond that way? What is that about God? I mean, I've gone through that with several of my kids in, especially in the teen years of like, they had this, they knew this. Why did they choose that? Or why didn't they decide to do that? And so it's like this process of, again, going back to what have I, God, what are you calling me to do? Where's my responsibility in this? What's their responsibility and what are the expectations that I'm putting on myself that are just are causing more baggage, you know? So there is this like letting go that has to happen as they grow and letting God do his thing. Yeah. One of the things I like to remind myself is that God has called me to be a steward over these kids. Mm. So they technically don't belong to me. I have to give them back to him. You know, so I can only do my part so much, but at some point I have to let go and let God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know we talked a little bit about it, but what are some things that we as moms can do to kind of guard ourselves from Mm -hmm. getting caught up in perfectionism? Yeah. A couple of things, just kind of practical things I would say is... And this is just kind of an overall thing that um, as Christians is really good for us to do um, outside of the regular habits of being with God and spending time in His Word. It's just to learn how to notice what's going on inside of us, to learn to listen, to um, to not just shut down anything that feels like, well, I know I'm not supposed to believe that, or I know that's not what God says about me, just to get curious about it. Well, why why do I feel like I have to do this perfectly? Why do I feel like I can't get any sleep and stop? Why do I feel like I need to work through nap time again when all I want to do is take a nap myself? <laughs> you know, why why do I feel like I need to do that? Maybe I do. Maybe I do. You know, I have a deadline, whatever. Uh, but is there something deeper that's making me feel like I have to do that? And um learning that skill, I, I think of it as just like a mindset life skill of noticing what's in us, like these little check engine lights going off, these emotions, these feelings, we can even, we can do it in a formal way where um, a lot of times I recommend, especially in the beginning of this process, ladies will get a journal and they'll just write three pages a day. And it's not, hasn't have to be about your deep, dark feelings and all this stuff. You can write anything. You can write your grocery list. You can write, I hate doing this. 
whatever. It's just a way to get your thoughts moving. And for many of us, we have just not gotten into that practice because number one, maybe we haven't learned about it or taught about it, or we're just so stinking busy and we've been so focused on these other little people in our life or these other are developing our business. And it's like, I don't even know how to do that anymore. I've lost the art of knowing what's going on inside of myself. So learning to hear what is, what is there? What is there? And then asking God, like, what do you want me to do with this? Knowing that he's not looking at you saying, yeah, well, uh, that's unfortunate you feel that way because that's really wrong. You know, he's saying, okay, this is where you're at. I want to help you get to a better place. I want to help you heal. I want to help you go somewhere differently with this. Um, so I think just learning to notice that without the shutting it down or wanting to distract ourselves or wanting to go have a cookie instead of just like dealing with the frustration, you know, um, interestingly, just kind of a side note on that. I did a podcast episode recently with a guest who is a nutritionist and we were talking about is emotional eating wrong. And she surprised me because she was saying how, um, when we, that God created in us this ability to be comforted by food. Then we do that through family rituals. We do that through things like Thanksgiving and how comforting through food is not a bad thing, but it's like, are we doing it as a distraction from what God wants us to deal with? That's when it becomes a problem. So it's that mindset thing again. But yeah, you know, sometimes you just need to sit next to um, a fireplace with a warm blanket on, or you just need to sit by yourself in the silent and, and, and be calm and quiet to get that that help from God. Um, but just starting to start to notice and um, starting to see what's inside there that and how God may want us to to work through that based on what does he say versus what are the expectations that I may be putting on myself that just aren't really true. They're just stuff I've put on me. Mm, I love that. And I love that you brought up journaling. That's mm. something I've made as part of my morning routine. I get up before awesome. the kids and you know have my yeah. quiet time with the Lord and I journal and yeah. it makes a world of a difference. Just like you said, getting all of that out, yeah. facing those feelings and everything, yes. it helps so much and mm. it makes for a better start of the day for me. Definitely. Well, and there's even brain science behind that too, that when we can a lot of times there's this feeling of this, the thoughts all circling around in our head when it's coming out through any kind of deeper thought patterns through the logical mind down into our hand where we're physically writing it out. It's like, then we can actually see it for what it is. A lot of times, like I'm sure you've experienced, you sit there and you write, you're like, I didn't even realize I was feeling that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so yep. just that act of, which is, you know, writing is writing, typing is great, but the there is evidence that using your hand to, to hand write is actually even more effective because it's using our body to move the letters and create the letters. Um, but yeah, I, I say that about journaling um, because I know some people hear the word journaling and they're like, I don't journal. I don't like journaling. And um, there's a pressure. And there's also, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm afraid somebody's going to find my journal. I'm afraid of like them reading my thoughts. And so I say, you know what? You write it down. You literally, you can throw it away or you can put it in the shredder or it doesn't matter. It's just you getting it out of your head on paper before God. And it becomes, you can manage it then versus it just kind of bouncing along with your to-do list and all kinds of crazy stuff in your head. And then it becomes even more of a, of this like overwhelm and suck you know, <laughs> mentally. So um, yeah, I'm a big advocate for journaling, but for, if you're listening and you're like, I don't like to journal, I am not a journal. Just even if you were to take, like I said, take a, a few minutes, a couple times a week to just write those things down, getting the practice of getting the thoughts moving is huge and is, is a great advantage to not staying stuck 
in some of these patterns. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, I love how you really broke that down and just shared the benefits of journaling. Um, I think a lot of times, like you said, people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have a diary or something. Oh, I don't have time or that seems yeah. like luxurious or something. But like, yeah. I love how you said that this really sets me off in the right mood. Like you want to prepare yourself and we have to learn that, especially when our kids mm-hmm. are little. We have to learn how to prepare ourselves for the day. And that's time with God. And it's this whatever silence or writing or whatever we need to center our thoughts and get the junk out and, you know, get into the right headspace because we're about to walk into a lot of things that can be difficult or challenging or just relentless, ongoing. And we need that equipping. It's you were worth it. You know, we are worth that time. We have to find ways to to make it a priority, to make it something that's just part of our schedule. Getting up before the kids, that's what I would do too when my kids were really little. Yeah, yeah. Especially these toddler years, you yes. never know what they're going to wake up and be like. Yeah. <laughs> when my son, like one morning he loves waffles, the next morning he's like angry with me because I made him waffles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you wake up and you, w- I would find that if I was to wake up to a baby that was crying or like, yeah, somebody was fighting downstairs or something. It was just like, oh my gosh, like the whole day would just go downhill from there. But it's like, if I could wake up and, and, and you know, the, there's different schedules. Like sometimes they wake up in the middle of the night and they get up early or whatever. And so I would try to always not make myself say, okay, at eight o'clock, I'm going to do this. I would just think of it as if I can't get up before them, like if for some reason they get up extra early or something happens, what is my first break in the day? Break, quote unquote. Like, do they take a nap? Do they um, sit down to watch a TV show for 30 minutes? Do, oh, you know, can I step away outside of the balcony while they're at the table uh, eating breakfast? Can I write down something outside? You know, like, what is that? What is that first break for you? And um, making that the first thing that I do. Um, to fill me up. It makes a big difference. Yes, yes, it does. It makes a world of a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. And thank you you for just shedding so much light on perfectionism and how we can navigate it as mompreneurs. Um, Thank you. Like, I truly appreciate it. And I know my audience is going to benefit greatly from your words of wisdom. Um, So before we get off, please share how my audience can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yeah, thank you. I love talking about this. So thank you for being honest about your journey here, too. It's good to just, you know, just share as moms, like what this is like, be real together about it. Um, So if you want to learn more about me and the work I do, you can find me at the Christian Mindset Coach Podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, My website is vibrantchristianliving.com. You can listen to the podcast there, or you can get a free training that I have on how to break free from that feeling of, I never feel like I'm enough. I never can do enough. That is at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind. And that is like, again, it's a free training that talks about how we can use the brain science and biblical truth together to get that healing from those patterns that are causing us to stay stuck and not feeling enough. So that's a free training that you guys can check out. And then of course, I'm on like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all those kinds of things. That's at Alicia Michelle Coach. And I'm also revitalizing my YouTube. So that's, uh, I think that's uh, Vibrant Christian Living over there. I don't think we've changed that over yet, but um yeah. So all the places I would love to talk to you more about any of that.
All right. And I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you again. I truly appreciate you coming on here and just chatting with me today and sharing all about perfectionism and navigating it. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.